Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. I'm Jim Stengel, and this is Prosperity Through Purpose. In this series of the CMO Podcast, I am going to take a critical look at a category or marketplace and highlight a brand that is winning through purpose. Let's start with a question I have trouble answering. How many subscription services are you enrolled in? This past quarter alone, two major media companies, NBC and Warner Brothers, launched their own streaming service. But are you ready for a restaurant subscription? Panera thinks you are. Yes, Panera, the fast, casual bakery cafe with over 2,000 stores in the United States, is launching an unlimited coffee subscription. Subscribers will be able to walk into any Panera and can help themselves to a coffee every couple of hours. How is Panera going to fare in this experiment? Are they set up for success? Well, to discuss Panera's coffee subscription, its purpose, its business, its innovations, and a whole lot more, here we have Lisa Hillenbrand, a longtime colleague from Procter & Gamble and who works with me now in the Jim Stengel Company. And Lisa, I want to start with a maybe a simple, maybe a tough question. I don't know. Do you live near a Panera? Do you go to Panera frequently? Do you have a Panera story? Oh, I do. For me, Panera is always their warm chocolate chip cookies. And the reason is I lived just around the block from a Panera several years ago, and I was going through chemotherapy. And after every chemotherapy, my daughter would go to Panera and buy me a warm chocolate chip cookie and a healthy salad. And I always ate the chocolate chip cookie first. And the doctors will say the chemo kicked my cancer. I think it was that chocolate chip cookie. I'm sure it was. And by the way, that little phenomenon of salad with cookie at P&G, we used to call scrimp and splurge. For As a sure. consumer insight. Still relevant today. So my other guest today is Ryan Barker, the founder of Barra. And Ryan, how about you? Do you are you a Panera person, a Starbucks person, a McDonald's person? Tell us, do you have a Panera story? I personally don't, Jim, but the beauty of Barra is that we measure millions of opinions about the brand in real time, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Awesome. Hey, my Panera, by the way, there's a renovated Panera a few blocks from my home in Coronado, California, and they and obviously restricted hours, et cetera, with COVID. But my great Panera story is my son and new daughter-in-law got married last summer back when we were having big weddings. And we had to go meet the band leader, a fantastic musician. And we went to Columbus, Ohio. They got married in Cincinnati. We met in a Panera, of course. And we had the coolest discussion about music, what we love, the mood we want at the, at the party, what kind of people will be there, what, what generation are they from. So, and we enjoyed Panera coffee and a warm chocolate chip cookie, Lisa. All right, listen, enough uh, frivolity. And uh, let's, let's jump into this. We're, we're, we're going to talk about Panera, who's, who's surging on purpose. 
based on the data from Ryan's company's platform. And Ryan, I want to turn to you first. Your, your platform tracks like 4,000 brands in real time. And Panera is popping on several factors. So I want you to tell us when you go into the platform and you look to Panera, you know, what's standing out? What are they doing that seems to be resonating with their customers? Yeah. Well, first of all, Jim, people absolutely love this brand. According to our data, it's in the top 90th percentile compared to all 4,000 brands that we measure across 200 sectors. Um, we also see that this brand, while they, they talk a lot about providing good, clean food, we're seeing that the data is showing that they're getting a lot of credit on the perceptions of being wholesome compared to a lot of their peers. I'd say that more importantly, the brand's winning on purpose and living that purpose through everything it does. One of the things that we measure is that the brand has a high people score or perceptions on delivering on guest service, and it's through the roof. In my experience, when brands score high on that, the staff are incredibly engaged and motivated by the brand's purpose. So essentially, this is creating a virtuous circle between purpose and service, which each sort fortifies the other. Um, I'd also say that we're seeing and detecting that stated traffic or revenue is on the rise as well. And that's not easy to accomplish during these difficult times. So, uh, Ryan, it's, that's uh, all very positive things for every business. And I want to turn to Lisa now, who worked at P&G for many, many years and worked on a lot of brands in, by the way, food, beverage, healthcare, all sorts of things. So I want you to react to what Ryan just said. And as you've looked into Panera and, and you've done your research on why they're surging on purpose, what are some of the insights that, that you want to share with our listeners? Sure. It's a brand that I've been a customer of a long time. And as a brand builder, I've been watching them since, boy, I guess they started in the 1980s. And their CMO, Chris Hollander, says that purpose fuels disruption for them. And it truly does. They have a purpose that's all around fixing our broken food system and making good, clean food accessible to everyone. If you think about it, COVID started from a mess in the food system, and it's created huge accessibility issues for all of us as it's very difficult. I don't know. I'm done with making my own bread. I'm ready to go back to Panera. And so everything they've done and the way they've responded to COVID is all around bringing that purpose to life. How do you fix this food system and how do you make it accessible for people? From doing things like creating a the first curbside delivery system, they call it the curbside channel. And they thought about everything. They did, they took their loyalty program app, which was already one of the best in the industry, and they made it even better. They created contactless delivery. And they even thought about people like me. They enhanced Wi-Fi in the parking lot so I could multitask and do my work. Hey, Lisa, is well, how how does your bread stack up to Panera's? My bread looks deformed. I am so tired of making my own food that I can't wait to get back to restaurants more often, including I've been several times recently to Panera. I may not be eating inside, but I'm all around the outside. So Ryan, my guess is you don't bake bread during these times. You're too, too busy <laughs> growing your company is my guess. Hey, I want to, can you talk about your platform and what metrics you might be seeing to either support or refute what Lisa just talked about? Well, actually, we're seeing a lot of uh, the data corroborating what Lisa's seeing here. 
Um, I think, as you mentioned at the top, Jim, we continuously assess over 4,000 brands. And that means that we can see how they are moving through the ups and downs of our economy and culture. And we use this platform to identify those brands that were showing the most resilience in the face of COVID-19. It turns out that the favorite brand strategy during these times is demonstrating empathy, and it's actually a loser. Instead, the winning strategy that we're seeing are those that know how to show and deliver competence. And what we saw was that the most brands that showed empathy um, lost brand equity, and brands that increased in competence actually gained it. And when you think about all those examples that Lisa just gave for the actions that Panera has taken to live its purpose, especially through this pandemic, they all show a high degree of competence. People essentially are seeing that Panera is working to help their situation, not just giving them a shoulder to cry on. Lisa, let's unpack that thought a bit that Ryan just shared. Uh, actually, I wrote a blog about this a little while ago. You know, empathy, everyone's talking about empathy. It's a core pillar of most successful brand building events. But what Ryan's platform has shown is when you combine empathy with competence, you have a winning formula. If it's empathy alone, it's kind of hollow. So from your experience brand building for these years, what's going on here? Why is competence resonating in these times so highly with people? Well, I think it's because people want to know that you deliver the benefit you say you deliver. So for now, they want to make sure that they can trust Panera, that even if I eat my chocolate chip cookie, it's got no, no, no ingredients in it. And my salad is good for me. And in these days that they can deliver it safely. So contactless delivery, expanding delivery, all of those kind of things are signs that they are meeting my needs. Whereas we're in this together type of messages are generic, yeah, we are, but, but can you help me get out of it? And everything I'm seeing Panera do is about help me get out of that. Uh, for example, they, they created a pop-up grocery store you remember in the early days, we all couldn't even get to our groceries. Um, the store's shelves were bare. We were worried about going. And you could go to Panera and, you guessed it, get healthy food, get fruits and vegetables, get um, dairy, milk products, yogurt, yogurt, yogurt products, etc. Yeah. So, um, Ryan, I want to uh, – okay, they're demonstrating competence, probably with a good measure of empathy too, but the combination is what's really amazing – I mean, every brand in this category, Frank Labor brand in any category, tries to build trial and build loyalty, right? So that's the, really the combination of a growing revenue. So what does your platform tell us in these times about loyalty? My guess is that obviously the subscription service is about building loyalty. But what does your data show us how Panera is doing versus some really, really good competitors in this category? Sure. Well, first, most people probably know that the Starbuckses and the Chick-fil-A's of the world have an incredibly strong, loyal guest base. And we can see that on our platform because we measure loyalty for every brand. But it's notoriously difficult to achieve strong loyalty in Panera's type of business. You, you, we've all probably seen tons of price point messaging, popular tactics like buy one, get one free or two for 20. And that's not really building sustainable loyalty. That's more of renting the guest, its behavior alone, not the emotional connection. Yet Panera has actually managed to build loyalty su successfully, especially with households that have an uh, income of 100,000 and plus. Even better though, Jim, they have an enormous opportunity with what we would call winbacks. And those are guests that haven't been to a Panera in the last 12 months, but they're open to coming back 
And I'm sure that's because of how they manage their brand and demonstrated its purpose through this pandemic. Lisa, you've helped a lot of brands build the trial and build their loyalty over time. You know, what, what do you see Panera doing to encourage loyalty? What could our listeners who are trying to do the same learn from them? Well, the biggest thing I'd say is their overall brand experience is excellent. And that's the key. No gimmick, no program is going to buy you loyalty if you don't deliver the benefit you promise, no matter what your business is. Beyond that, what they've done a great job of doing is creating a relationship with their most loyal customers. They actually have the largest loyalty program in the entire industry. They've got 40 million members and their business, over half their business is from those loyal members. And that's allowed them to do things like give me customized cookie offers. They know my love language. Uh, but it's also interesting because it set the foundation for what you were talking about to begin with, a recurring revenue model. I think it's the first one in the restaurant industry. They created a coffee program that I believe they were all scheduled to launch and then COVID hit. And the program is a subscription where for $8.99, you can have pretty much all the coffee or tea you want for a month. And they decided when COVID hit to make that free. And they've actually signed it free until the fall. They've signed up 800,000 people for their coffee program. And if you're Starbucks right now, you're getting nervous because you can't possibly match something like that. That would be your bread and butter. That would cost you a fortune. Coffee is not the central part of Panera's program. So that allows them to do that. And it again establishes this one-on-one -on -one relationship and this um, benefit to consumers. I don't know about you, but a coffee is what's getting me through this pandemic. One of the keys between that and the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, to me, it's such a simple idea. It's, it's kind of amazing to me that someone hasn't done it yet. You know, a subscription to coffee, bring people in. And of course, they're going to buy salads and bread and cookies. And, you know, so it's just such a good idea. And obviously, uh, it's not a publicly traded company, as you know, but recurring revenue business models are the ones on Wall Street that are recognized with pretty high multiples. We've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, 81% of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. So Ryan, uh, the brand is doing well now. Lots of momentum with our customers. They've handled COVID well. They've just brought in a new head of global branding concepts who used to be at Kraft Heinz, Eduardo Lutz, who's really a fabulous leader. What do you recommend they do to continue this momentum or what are your watchouts? Well, I mentioned earlier, Jim, that winning back these winbacks is a great opportunity for them. The question is how? We measure everything that affects a brand. So the five Ps typically known in marketing, product, price, promotion, place, and people. And I, I took a quick look at how Panera compares to Starbucks for two different audiences, those loyal to Starbucks 
and this high income households I mentioned before of 100,000 plus. And what you find is, is quite striking. People want Panera to be more sophisticated, but not in a snobby upper class type of way. They just simply want a location and experience that's more updated. And if acting on that is at least one way they can build on the momentum and win over those winbacks that I mentioned before. Interestingly, I, I just saw a recent remodel of one of Panera's restaurants, and it looks like they're doing just that. So Lisa, I'd like you to maybe comment on what Ryan just said. They want to be a bit more sophisticated, but in a way that's right for their brand. You know, they're doing a lot of things for the community. Actually, they made the, you know, the uh, coffee subscription free for several months. Uh, what, what else do you think they're doing that are notable that others could learn from? Well, they started making sure that their employees were safe and taken care of. So they extended what they called emergency sick leave so that nobody who thinks they might be getting sick goes into work because they have to because they need an income. They also created a food program for their own employees because they've got a bunch of lower income folks working for them. So they started with those people and they've also continued and ramped up their community efforts. They just finished a program with Feeding America, for example. And you can still send food to healthcare workers. Panera realized they have a huge distribution wing. You can't, you and I can't go into a hospital and bring up bring lunch to people, but Panera's created a whole system so that the hospitals know what to do with all this food arriving, and it's helped a lot of people. Lisa, we've covered a lot over the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, a lot of learning for other brands, a lot of amazing things Panera is doing. I want you to boil this down for our listeners and kind of provide the last word. I'm going to give Ryan his last word as well in a moment. But what is the major headline or takeaway from this, this episode that you think will help our listeners most in trying to grow their business, grow their brands? I'd say that purpose fuels disruption. And that may sound like a platitude to some of you. But if you watch all the actions that Panera has taken, they are tackling a major global challenge, just like Unilever is doing with sustainability, and they're tackling it with all their business resources. They can't do it alone, but they are making a difference, and that difference is benefiting their consumers, and it's benefiting society in general. And it's interesting, you talked about uh, recurring revenue models. I think those are huge wins for everybody. From a consumer standpoint and a habit change standpoint, you feel better when you get into the swing of, of repeatedly using something, whether it's my Amazon, my Netflix, my Spotify. Um, and from a business standpoint, they get a guaranteed revenue stream or a predictable revenue stream. They get increased loyalty and they get to know customers in a way that they can tailor offers to know when, when is it that I do come in? What is it that I buy? And interestingly, we are all looking like we're facing down a lot of homeschooling and homeworking this fall. And I hear Panera is looking at some kind of a, a recurring revenue model for lunchtime for families trying to do it all. I don't know about you, but sign up. Fabulous innovation. So your takeaway is purpose fuels disruption. And as a person who's helped a lot of brands and companies with purpose, why do you think theirs is so resonant? I think it, it is a major need 
we all intuitively know we should be eating better. It's a journey. We're never going to get 100% there. But if Panera can help me get a little closer, if they can help me feel good that no bad stuff is going into my body, if I can feel good that they're compensating their employees better and giving them sick leave, if I feel better that they're helping healthcare workers, I feel good about, about supporting them and I'm ready to give more of my money to them and more of my time to them. And I feel more like I'm part of a part of uh, a group with them that, that I'm truly a member. Yeah. So Ryan, I want to turn to you for your major takeaway, your headline, your major lesson for our listeners from this case study today. Yeah, Jim. Banera essentially shows us that brand purpose is a proven driver of not only brand equity, but hard-nosed business results like guest loyalty, increased traffic. And I think every brand owner should be thinking about measuring, maximizing, and managing their brand's purpose. We, we know it's a solid approach to growing brands and overall their financial contribution to business prosperity. This link between purpose activation and business results is sort of the uh, golden key. We're all trying to get to that. You know, your company is working on that. We are working with you, my company. Can you share any top line thoughts about purpose and fabulous brand equity driving business results from what you've learned from your platform? Yeah. So two key things here. Um, building purpose without building the foundation of a brand doesn't get you anywhere. Um, you need to have a strong brand. And we know that activating purpose and operationalize it across all the five P's is essential. Um, the type of financial rewards that we have seen is not only maximizing total shareholder return, but reducing price sensitivity, increasing loyalty, increasing folks like Panera's guests' recommend, recommendation to friends. And um, the tough part is constantly nurturing that and making sure it's not just a marketing activation, but it comes from the top down across every line of business. Ryan, Lisa, this has been a master class in, in building a brand and growing a brand. We focused on one brand today who's surging on purpose, Panera. But our goal really is to help our listeners with their efforts to grow their business, grow the brands. That's what our economy needs right now. And I think uh, and you've been very helpful today in this small master class about purpose and brands and using Panera as our case study. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this episode. I'd like to thank again Lisa Hillenbrand and Ryan Barker from the Bear Group for joining me today. This to me was a really remarkable case study. Panera is in one of the toughest categories in the world. It's highly competitive, competing with great brands, competing with small companies, and they are managing to stand out, to be distinctive, to rise above based on their purpose, and they're activating their purpose in really creative, interesting, unique ways for their category, like the subscription coffee and like the upcoming subscription lunch idea. To learn more about the Barra Group, visit their website, barra.ai, B-E-R-A A-I. Full disclosure, my company is a partner and investor in Barra. That is going to do it for this episode. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and please tell a friend. Prosperity Through Purpose and the CMO Podcast are a Gallery Media Group original production.